Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. Live from Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Wednesday morning, February 22, 2023. Glad to have you with us at this uh, midweek portion of the uh, of the week. We will. Uh, we got a good show for you on a Wednesday. Busy show for you on a Wednesday. Uh, what chap tried Wednesday is coming up at seven ten. Your chance to get it off your chest. Text line, phone line. The phone line will be open. Text line. Ringtone recognition. Text line is open now for you to get your chaps in early at four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Also, you can go to Facebook. Facebook dot com slash lnk today and. Tell us what's chapping your eye. We'll have discussions about those things coming up at 710. We'll count down the five things you're going to be talking about today. Uh, I almost forgot to mention Officer Chad will be in once again here right before the uh, the turn to 7 o'clock. And then uh, that last hour of the show, uh, we got guests. Jason Peterson is going to join us. We're going to talk tech with Jason Peterson. AI chat box, the future after our artificial intelligence what kind of a dystopian future does Jason see for us, or maybe not one at all? We'll get into that at 810, and at 835, we will talk to John Bishop about Husker Sports and more. So that is what we've got on the docket. As for on the docket for the weather, well, Mark, I, I uh, yesterday I noticed, I got a notification that the Lancaster County was added into a winter weather advisory. I got up this morning and we're no longer in a winter weather advisory. Yeah, it got a little colder faster and uh, not as much precip in this. Uh, they'd expected some icing as our temperatures were actually expected to be in the mid-30s this morning, but we're already in the upper 20s, so we're below that freezing point. So the, the chance of icing uh, has been reduced, the chance of precipitation overall reduced. Okay. But then on the back end of it, we're going to get extremely cold overnight. Yeah, so, that's... Uh, the, well, primarily because of the wind. Right. Uh, so now, there's now a wind chill advisory in effect. Um, midnight tonight mid- to, noon, to noon tomorrow. Yep, midnight to noon tomorrow. It's cold out there now, by the way. This is not, this is not the bad day, but it is, uh, at least compared to what we've been feeling. I walked from my car to the door here. I didn't bring a jacket and, uh, that was not a good choice because we had wind gusts up to over 30 miles an hour and you combine that with even 28, 29 degree temps and you get a wind chill that, uh, is down there right now. So single digits, teens, wind chills for this morning. Um, and yeah, at, we've got winds already uh, north, 20 gusting to near 40. Yeah. Already. And so once you get up to 40, we're talking about we're probably getting close to, to zero wind chills this morning at, at the times of those high gusts. That wind will decrease a little bit during the course of the day. Today, uh, like you said, precipitation chances are really down here at this point. Uh, maybe, as as you said, a trace to an inch of snow, that would happen in the evening late evening to overnight hours tonight but nothing that is going to be a snow yep. at least what they're saying right now that is going to have impacts as in canceling events about or 45 or those sorts of things. About 45 minutes ago i talked with meteorologist paul Feyman, national weather service there at valley he said there's a sl- very slight chance we could see a little bit of sleep this morning but it's a very small chance uh, then he says we get a big break in the precipitation and then it'll be late later tonight or yeah. later this evening 
It peaks out according to the hour hour map hour by hour map at eleven p.m. That is the and then you know a little bit before a little bit after that as well. But as you said, probably the biggest factor right now in this whole thing is just how cold it is going to be outside tomorrow. Tomorrow at this time we will be single digit temperatures, probably about the same winds, and that'll put us at uh, instead of you know ten degree wind chills, ten below. Wind chills, yeah. 14 below wind chills, 15 below wind chills uh, throughout the early morning hours. Tomorrow, getting better as the day goes on. Uh, actually, probably going to see some shun- sunshine tomorrow with this whole thing, but high temperatures in the teens, a little bit warmer on Friday into the 20s, and then back into the 50s on Saturday. <laughs> so we are uh, we are in that three-day period we've been talking about for a while, three days of, of this, of what is largely just going to be cold windy weather for the most part with a little bit of precipitation here and there and get through that and actually I, i'm looking at friday now mark and uh wind goes down pretty significantly on friday as well so yeah and, and we get partly sunny and it's always better when it's sun's out yeah yeah uh, and sun sun will actually be out thursday but that north wind is going to be biting on this whole thing so yeah worst worst day looks like thursday uh if you're uh if you got dog walking duties on uh to either today or Thursday especially going to be really wanting to bundle up or kids outside going to school or whatever that it is that Thursday is going to be the big issue with it not as bad Friday so uh with that with that whole thing you know the- it is the is the cold any does that make it any too or too much worse than the just mud and mess that it's been the last few days, if you're on dog walking duty, oh, that's a good question. I don't know the mud. Yeah, the mud has been a big issue because there there is a range in there where it's like, okay, now the cold is worse than the mud, right? Like, like there is a definite, there is a line in there where yeah. I I would rather have the cold than the mud. Yeah, I would. Or I would too. rather have the mud than it being too bitter. Right. No, for the for the moment, I'll appreciate that. That's just the way to look at the positive side of it for me right now. Is that assuming that is going to be so cold that whatever was mud is going to be completely frozen and solid now at this point, and uh, less of a problem because we've got one of we've got the towel by the back door for mm-hmm. the dog mm-hmm. every time he comes in, and then you know how fun it is trying to get a, a dog's paws cleaned off every time. Or then if you forget, you're like, no running through the house so our husky's a little prissy so when we hook him up he looked out and saw the mud just went to the end of the porch hung his paws over and wouldn't go out in the yard oh well i wish my dog would have done that to some degree <laughs> he was he was not concerned at all about being in the mud said oh yes there multiple baths in one day <laughs> oh no uh, feel uh, which is always which is always a lot of fun so anyway that is uh that is your weather situation uh, three days, three days of this, uh, with it bottoming out on on Thursday. But then, like I said, uh, yeah, I see almost sixty on Sunday now, according to the extended forecast. Mark fifty two Saturday, uh, fifty eight on on Sunday. Yeah, I saw one uh, of the, the uh, forecast. You know the temperature uh, signs, the temperature clock on some business yesterday. While I was running some errands, that uh, actually had sixty yesterday. We right. topped out at fifty five at the airport. But okay, it, it was warmer yesterday. Well, you than know that airport one's always too cold. It's next to the fridge, uh-huh. uh, the, the fridge where the workers at the airport get their drinks and their lunches. It's, it's always been a problem. 
Uh, all right, so that's your weather update. Not uh, not too bad. Let's power through it for three days and get back to the 50s and 60s starting on Saturday. What else we got in the news this morning, Mark? Well, yesterday the county commission met, met and normally uh, those are meetings that I can really avoid because, quite frankly, they're kind of boring, at least from a news <laughs> perspective. Uh, I mean, really, it, it just kind of... You know, the sausage being made, and right. it's just kind of quite quiet, but not yesterday. Oh, wow. So they were talking about uh, this proposal by Matt Schulte, I presume, to end the yeah. COVID emergency declaration. Right, but before they got to that, there got to be some very heated discussion and uh, prognostications and pontifications from several about the process of letting the public address this. So, and there was precedent uh, called out by a couple of uh, members. Uh, Matt wanted some people to uh, give their opinions and testify, and they were not allowed to because precedent says they don't speak on current things on the agenda. Well, ev- evidently, from what just reading about it after the fact, what I read is that the 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 normal rules indicate that uh, if somebody brings a brings a motion. Uh, if it's seconded, it'll go to a vote, but and and you would then have the public hearing portion before that. But if it's not seconded, you don't go on to the the right. public input portion in the vote well, input except since the public it wasn't seconded. Precedent, as was explained, the public is not allowed to uh, comment on things that are on the agenda. They could comment on something in the prior meeting during the public comment section oh i see what you mean but, so so if so what you're saying is if they're the, so assuming that they're not allowed to talk on that because it didn't get, didn't get seconded well could it, they go it, into the general could they just talk about during the general public comment area no because it was on the agenda right the, yeah but yes but whether it's uh passed or not doesn't matter according to precedent they're not allowed to address the issue if it's on the agenda period all right they would have to do it at a different meeting. Okay. And that's different well, than whatever. the city council. Everybody... I mean, it it got pretty heated. Jeez. Well, they're all going to, I mean, <laughs> that's basically just a matter of, of how much time you're going to listen to people is what that is. <laughs> well, it, it, it has to do with policy uh, as far as public comment, policy versus precedent. Right. And I think that's where most of the argument was. All right, so the anyway, a, to, a, a to fairly the, boring normal meeting wasn't quite as boring yesterday. To the and and long story short, to the extent that it's got um, uh, significant impact, the emergency COVID declaration continues at the county level. Yes, uh, it sounds like members are open to having it match the federal emergency declaration, which is slated to end in May. So, might be a little bit longer. Like I said earlier, I. I didn't know. I didn't know that we were or weren't. Yeah, I mean, and why I think it's—I think it's got to do with probably. I, th- I mean, I think the people that are fired up about it probably goes down to um, decisions that some of the agencies and unelected people can make without oversight. That's um, exactly. It, what I think that's yeah. probably what it. The people who are fired up about it would have wanted to talk about if they had gotten that chance to talk. So. 
Although, All right. Otherwise, uh, Mike Havikin, Supreme Court Chief Justice, gave his state of the judiciary. That was kind of uh, the, that was kind of dire, wasn't it? Yeah, Just in yeah. terms of the when he talked about the correction system, yeah, how, how short they are in staffing and yeah, probation and and how uh, how the people just waiting to get evalu- mental evaluations yeah. to see if they're competent to stand trial and I hope and the, those sorts of things. I hope the state senators were listening intently. Yeah. He even talked about it. He was like, he, he was even suggesting that there are scenarios out there, depending on how many people uh, who are incarcerated, where it's not one prison you need; it's two more new prisons, right? That he, you would need. He, he, he talked about the the number of people on probation. Yes, and if they're not able to stay on the probation and happen to be reincarcerated, Back in jail. Yeah, uh, you'd need at least two more new. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, uh, you know my. My the word to the wise: If you're a state senator, listen to Supreme Court Chief uh, Justice Mike uh, Evans. About a word to the wise: Let's stop, you know, farting around with stuff that is barely <laughs> yeah. that is that is culture war based, and figure out the dang prison system. Yeah, I mean, How's that sound? our primary penitentiary is what 130 some years yeah. old. Uh, me and and just to really bring that whole point home, Mark, did you see yesterday they had a uh, they had a uh, a little kerfuffle about license plates yesterday no i didn't see yes there was so there was a bill uh evidently that it itself wouldn't have been controversial i don't think it was tom brant's bill would have um allowed uh specialty license plates that recognized and celebrated czech heritage so right of course that I've, i given the specialty license place i can't see any reason why that would be a problem and, and chris dunker had a piece on this in the journal star and this is where i i found out about it so a uh, good article by chris to, to read get the the fullback but this got then got into the discussion about the design of the actual the new license plate oh, yeah. which you're starting to see a little bit of yes which i don't mind oh, it's, they're ugly. It's, listen they're ugly Just you know what they may be it's but, hard to see them yeah i i get that and they may be ugly but we're also grading on a curve here because of nebraska's history with this issue which has not been <laughs> good so i felt like this is is a win here given the context of the whole thing and then there was concerns about the growing continuing list of more and more specialty plates and and of course that got into uh, the, the choose life and the pro-choice plates and and all of those whole things and so it you had a bit you you had a long and then you know there was an amendment one of the senators put on to remove the choose life specialty plates from the statute and so that's that's it so that yeah that is that's what i'm talking about when when I'm saying these prison things are going in the background, and I understand they they do multiple things, that's what was up at that moment. But man, if there's any pressing issue that deserves deserves a ton of time that may not quite carry the the political cachet uh, that some other that license plates or transgender athletes or I don't know pick pick whatever it is your whatever culture war issue is your favorite. It's definitely the prison's issue, and I thought Supreme Court Justice, uh, Chief Justice Havikin, Havikin, sorry, Callan screwed everything up, Havikin, uh, <laughs> R.I.P., not dead, just dead to us. <laughs> I thought he really articulated that well uh, in a way that was that was pretty concerning.
So, by the way, our old colleague is on an international news. Yeah, he's headed to Germany, right? He's there. For what? Or he's in Germany. For he's, what? Uh, What's he's he covering uh, there? He's uh, covering um, a, an equipment ma- uh, manufacturer class uh, equipment. They invited him to uh, tour their headquarters. A new way to milk. Huh. Is, are they going to do no. something? I don't know. If well, no, really they're going to they're going to be building uh, whatever they're building over there, uh, axles for tractors or something. And he's going to point at the supply line. And he's going to be like, be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I got a qu- question for you two all or right. all three of you since you got. Yeah, we got young, Matt in here today. Young Matt McMaster in there, a sports guru, just like the, all th- the three of you. I don't know if he's a guru yet. Well, uh, well Rugu then. I I appreciate it, but I'm definitely so, not at that level. You know, there's a there's an old country song. Uh, I believe it was uh, Buck Owens that starts out together again. So what about Adrian Martinez and Mike Riley? <laughs> Well, they were well, never they together were, yeah. in the first place. They, it's it's uh it's a That's combining right. of two eras of Husker football that you always wondered if you ever kind of melded time. You always wondered what it would be. Watch it, watch it work great. I mean, Mike Riley's already the coach of the year in that league. Yeah. Well, and and you you combine their eras. That's seven straight years, one winning season. Yeah. Uh, what is that? The Generals? The New Jersey Generals. My favorite USFL team. I'm a Generals guy. I support the Generals. I will say this from when I read on Twitter, he's still going to go through the whole NFL draft process. Yeah, it's just, yeah that's they, what they, I wonder. How does that even so, work? So they so just they, they just own the rights. Yeah. So if he gets drafted, he can he can go to his NFL. Turn team. your mic up. Yeah, you're you're very low My over bad. there. Yeah, he can go to his NFL team if he's drafted. But went they, the other way. Wait, I think you turned it off or down. I'm turning it down. No, 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 up. You, oh, you are oh, you are quiet. Oh, my bad. Uh, I, anyway, he, we're teaching he, Matt McMaster how to run a board. And I, and and I, don't well. have my hear- I can't hear myself in here. I, That's the problem. I don't, I don't have my hearing aids in, so keep it up. <laughs> okay, real quick. He can go to his NFL team, but if he yeah. doesn't get drafted, they have the rights, and he just goes and plays with uh, right. New Jersey. Uh, year, years ago, one of the best college players was named Rahib Ismail. He played for Notre Dame, and the Toronto Argonauts of the CFL drafted him, and they had his rights, and there was this big deal. And he ended up, believe it or not, he ended up going to Canada and playing instead of the NFL, and he was like the best player in college football that year. That's so that weird. was crazy. Big contract there. I know. I don't. I can't quite remember why that even happened, but it seems like a story that wouldn't happen now. Maybe Adrian will do that. Every all the NFL teams will want him, but instead. He's going to be with Mike. Put all the former Huskers together. Be good. That would be good. And have them play in New Jersey. <laughs> all right, six twenty-six. We'll take a break. Got uh, sports coming up. Just to LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. And meteorologist Malcolm Byron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln, and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK today. All right, 28 degrees in the capital city. But first, before we get to the sound off, a couple of things. A couple of things. Ooh, a Munch Madness, but first. Uh, yes, a Munch Madness, but first. We have we have made this uh, official before. We have made this plea before. <laughs> we have made this request before. It is each time we are making it, we are doing with a, a, a little bit more. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? A little bit more desperation in our voices. Definitely increased desperation. <laughs> There's a little bit more alarm Please. with each one. Soresco, come here. Just, <laughs> just come down. Come, come over here. Come south. 
come on. Okay. The nomination process is over, Soresco. <laughs> the the Red Rooster, legendary Red Rooster got in, okay? Soresco, please stop texting us, okay? Please. <laughs> I'm not asking. I'm begging. We, Soresco, there's got to be some other things to do today. Please, you are in. Have someone show you the bracket. Again, please call off the dogs. Is the could the mayor of Soresco say something? Uh, could there be some sort of a? Um, could we put out a billboard in Soresco? Anything, please. Can they put an announcement up at Ernie's? Maybe get some on the door. And 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 here's where I'm afraid. Here here's what I'm afraid for Soresco is that. They they got it in their heads that they needed to nominate them for I guess an entire month. They've got a bracket. They've got a matchup that they need to win against the oven in Lincoln. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was- time to start honing in on the oven. You're a 15 seed. You got in, but you got the oven in your bracket. What did we see last year? We saw this same thing happen with Soulful Cosina, and then you got to the actual voting. And all of that support didn't carry over. Support is great initially, but is also needs to be. You got to focus. It, it needs to be married with understanding the rules. Yes, to be particularly effective on this competition. Mowage. <laughs> but one more time, Strasco. <laughs> please, for the love of God, please stop <laughs> texting us. Okay. All right. Uh, and then uh, other thing. Uh, also, also Mark, who sent us cheesesteak grill last night at ten thirty. All right. Well, I don't feel like I need cheese. That's only one excessive cheesesteak grill one since compared to at ten twenty on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, cheese cheesesteak grill is cheese. I've got people. I know what was on Mark's mind. I'll tell you what. Uh, people are predicting a run for cheesesteak grill in this thing as a twelve seed. Yeah, that's a popular. It's a popular double digit seed pick. Popular to go away, to go away here. Other thing is that uh, since we have not Caleb uh, come to any uh, decision or thought on a special genre for Friday, let's make it official yeah, we'll that we are open. we are going open. Usually, when we take some time off, we want to get back to it and not restrict anyone at all. So it's whatever you want this Friday on request line friday and uh, we'll probably have something maybe a little bit different next week when we get into march we'll see about that yeah but. ron ron had texted us yesterday and said songs that mention food and i'm like oh that's actually yeah. that might be okay but also yeah. i don't want to play cheeseburgers in paradise yeah, cheeseburger weird al eat it cheeseburger in paradise uh i don't know what else is there <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of them. I just can't think of anything right? else right now. I don't know. Maybe we'll try that. I'm kind of curious how that goes. That, that can be a like its own side, like its own side quest for a, for an open genre. This is. I mean, when you talk about side quests, you're like every person who asks if we can have another side munch madness bracket, and the answer is always no. We can't. I don't. I bet I get that request five times every year. Oh, you should do another one with it. No. There's no other one. Or what are the, what are these matchups? Why wouldn't you match up the ones that are similar styles of food in the first round? Yeah, no. Because that's not how seeding works. No. We're not doing a side one. We're not doing one one with specific foods. We're not there's Hot one bracket. Popcorn. There's one bracket, 64 restaurants Peaches. every year. President Peaches is States. a good one. Peaches. Yeah, hot butter popcorn has come up a lot actually on request line Friday <laughs> for whatever reason. Peaches is a good one. 
All right, now now you got me thinking about that. All right, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> Voting will have started coming up uh, a week from Friday, so maybe we'll get into it there. Let's jump in to our sound off. Hey, yeah, the weather isn't going to be great for like three days here. It's going to be really cold tomorrow, but like I've said, we're going to climb out of this thing by Saturday. Should be in the 50s again, uh, if not high 40s, high 40s, if not 50s on Saturday. Not in Minneapolis, though. Holy moly. Have you guys looked at this thing for Minneapolis? What all I already kind of imagine living in this time of year is just a winter hellscape as is. <laughs> they're talking about adding. Oh, seriously, they're talking about adding record-breaking snow on you top think of it gets worse? Uh, on top of the existing winter hellscape. This is a 2,000-mile wide storm that could bring historic snow for portions of the upper Midwest. Right now, active alerts across the country. Wind alerts, 79.6 million Americans under those wind alerts. Winter alerts, nearly 65 million uh, people under these alerts. We have Arctic air filtering in. It's always about the cold this time of year in terms of some of the major impacts. If we see temperatures drop enough, that's where we get the snow in rather efficient snow. The colder it is in the upper layers of the atmosphere, that's where we really increase what we call that snow to liquid ratio. With that, we see more snow out of less moisture. I have no plans to move anytime soon or really at all out of Lincoln. I would be surprised if I, I do. But let me make this caveat. If I ever do, this is the maximum north latitude that I'm going to live in. Okay. We're not no nowhere draw your line across the united states whatever link latitude lincoln is whatever that's going to rule out no no minneapolis sorry entire state of michigan not going to do it sorry wisconsin not going to do it um i the the winter is here already is it's not even been that bad for the last two years yeah and i still i just I don't want any of that. I'll go south. Won't go north. Sorry, Canada. Right? Mm-hmm. British Columbia. I'm sure, it's lovely. I went on my honeymoon there. Not moving there. Huh? No. We've got friends in Newfoundland. We we say the time there every now and then. Newfoundland. Yeah. Probably not. Gonna not go. going there. Not moving to the Yukon to look for the UFO that they quit looking for. I guarantee they found it and just said they weren't Jeez. looking. Uh, hey, I got good news today. Remember all the supply chain problems when we were talking about that every single morning? Things are uh, things are looking up a little bit on that on that front. Clogged ports, workers sidelined with COVID, skyrocketing freight costs—they all help bring much of the world economy to a halt during the pandemic. But now the Wall Street Journal reports many companies are seeing supply chain disruptions ending. Factories in Asia are being freed from lockdowns. That's good news for game company Hasbro. They're saying supply chain issues won't be much of an issue this year. Sportswear manufacturer Under Armour says its inventory's been able to grow. But the CEO of air conditioning manufacturer Train Technology says it'll take time before the supply chain gets back to normal. Jill Nato, Fox News. So you'll have your board games. You just might be in a very hot house. (laughs) Good. That's good to know. I'm about to save you an embarrassing moment today. If if you are not someone who practices, reminder, today is Ash Wednesday. Okay? So if it looks Mm. like somebody has something on their forehead that is not normally there, 
don't mention it. No, it's because I think people intentionally don't lick your mention thumb it. and nope. try and wipe it off. No, nope, that, that's an intentional thing people do, definitely do. Do not do that. Ash Wednesday, observed with ashes and fasting in the Christian church, marks the first day of Lent and falls six and a half weeks before Easter. It comes after Shrove Tuesday, also called Fat Tuesday, the last big day of parades and parties marking Mardi Gras. In the modern Roman Catholic Church, palms from the previous Palm Sunday are burned, then the ashes are applied in the shape of a cross on the forehead of worshipers on Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday Mass is usually one of the most heavily attended non Sunday masses of the liturgical year. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. All right. Um, Easter falls this year on April 9th. The earliest Easter can fall is March 22nd. The latest that it can fall is April 25th. So this is almost dead center in the middle of of where it can fall during a year. Almost. Uh, Exactly. So, yes. So Lenten season starts today, Ash Wednesday today, and fish fries are going to get going. We're going to have that. We're, we're going to have that caller that's trying to get me to go to that fish fry, aren't we? Yes, yes, we are <laughs> every every year. Uh, maybe I'll go this year. Hey, we could we could have a fish fry. I've still got all the uh, every, everything we brought back from Ballard's. Oh, hey, as long as we get it really fried, really deep fried. It's not going to be sushi. Get, get, like, the, what, get the fish. What, do you what, deep fry sushi? No, no, no. I'm Where saying, are you eating I'm sushi say, at? I'm, I'm saying on the range of sushi to really, really deep fried, like, I'm going towards really, really okay, deep good. fried. Well, we're on the same page then. I don't, there's there's no conflict here. <laughs> Creating conflict. Speaking of, uh, speaking of food, well, speaking of drinks, I don't know about this one, Starbucks. Oh, I saw, Did you, what, did you I, see I this? I saw this. There, yeah. <laughs> Rolling out a new line of drinks, and the secret ingredient in those drinks, olive oil? Would you like a spoonful of olive oil in your coffee? Well, Starbucks is thinking you might and is launching coffee infused with cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil. Starbucks has pioneered a number of coffee trends, including the infamous pumpkin spice latte. And now the coffee giant is set to push the limits with its new Oleato coffee line, which makes its debut in Milan, Italy on Wednesday, followed by Southern California this spring and later this year in the United Kingdom, Japan, and the Middle East. The new Oleato, which means with oil line, is the brainchild of CEO Howard Schultz. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Now, I have heard, have you heard of this? Some people put, if I understand it right, put butter in their coffee. That's a thing, I believe, which it would be similar to doing that. Now, I, I get, I get putting like, you know, heavy cr- creamer or heavy right. cream if you're putting a fat in your coffee. I don't know, the taste of, uh, the taste and the texture of olive oil. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess I'd try it. I mean, I like olive oil. So, and there, there was this 2020 study, it can lower your heart disease risk. Well, olive oil, yeah. A tablespoon of olive, olive yeah. oil a day. But that, I mean, I'm just they like, say olive oil is, if you're going to eat oil, that's one of the ones that you want to be eating. So, But I'd rather have it coated on my, you know, drizzled on my pasta, right? Or my salad than in my coffee, I would think. Yeah. Ugh. I'm not going to add that to my super sugary chocolatey drink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Another plus, plus, put a little olive oil. Plus, over extra your virgin ice cream. olive oil has a real taste to it as well. I mean, like, they, they sell you that light, light olive oil for cooking because it doesn't have such a strong taste to mm-hmm. it. 
if you're if you're using oh yeah you you just putting all of you don't want to use extra typically you don't use extra all extra virgin olive oil for you know like coating meat in or Mm -hmm. putting in the bottom of a pan yeah you're not gonna miss it yeah uh last but not least another good reason if i am not uh moving north of the latitude that i live in right now is i won't ever have to worry about at least until they get down here something they're calling super pigs oh my gosh this is terrifying this is worse than cocaine bear you thought wild boar in the u.s were bad wait till you hear about super pigs they're a cross between wild boars and domestic pigs in canada sometimes getting over 600 pounds that's more than double what the usual american boar weighs they were bred back in the 80s for people to shoot at in canadian hunting reserves but many escaped what? and animal science researcher ryan brook at the university of saskatchewan warns these pigs are easily the worst invasive large mammal on the planet, causing crop damage and able to spread disease to humans. The population in Canada is growing so fast, they're migrating south. Jill Nato, Fox News. Oh, no. That sounds like a great movie just full of, like, C-list stars. We bred them to shoot at, but then they escaped. Right, right. Now they're turning the tables they on They have us. mutated beyond our ability to contain. I mean, I'm reading... I mean, it's... Just reading from an article, it's something that's out of a terrifying movie, a wild pig population that's growing at such a rapid rate. Experts are referring to it as a feral swine bomb that can go (laughs) off at any minute. (laughs) So this is this. Yeah, it's uh, these super pigs. Apparently, they have a population of at least six million and it's growing quickly. Every day they're adding another million or two. So we're at in Canada. Exactly. Uh, let's see. I don't, or is it just all of Canada? Uh, I'm not sure exactly where, where it started, but they already have a problem with feral pigs in the Southern United States all the time in Texas and yeah, in Florida and they'll just run through communities, right? They're, I mean, people just go out and shoot them like well, crazy. All right. This summer is Ballard's next summer is Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it doesn't help that these wild pigs can start reproducing at just three months old and can reproduce up to twice a year with litters consisting of around 10 piglets. So starting basically as a toddler, they can start having 20 additional pigs per year. Okay, calm down, Japan. Wow, that is a deep cut. From the sound off yesterday. 652, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. Now, here's a question for Officer Chad. Have you ever had a call for a feral pig in Nebraska (laughs) as an LPD officer? So I have personally disposed of several feral pigs while employed as a police officer. But but not not as part of your job. Correct. Correct. Um, I have seen an instance in Texas where feral pigs have killed people. Oh, my Yeah, it, it made national news a few years ago. Okay. Uh, actually, the week before I went on my trip Holy to cow. Texas. So, All right. Yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of them down there, uh, I understand. Yeah, there's there's one or two. <laughs> um, 
And like, and I they're said, like they they ruin people's crops. They, um, I mean, I've, I've seen the damage they do. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's, they're not a native species. They've just kind of moved in. Correct. And, and it's, you, it's you don't cr- want to walk up and pet them. They're they're it's not cool. friendly animals. And Caleb, I'm I'm serious. You go to Canada next year. I am down. We'll talk with Maria. Okay. We'll we'll see I'm, if we can get that. I that want done. no part of the super pig hunt or whatever word. I want. Whatever. You don't want your XLRG do super. Yes. My, I don't know. I've got the problem is I've got too many guns to pick from to decide which one will work the best. I, calm down with your armory. I might know a few guys that can help you pare that down. Big uh, <laughs> Snipers MC, I'm talking to you. Uh, Alright, let's talk about Crime Stoppers and uh, what's going on in the city and how we can uh, help maybe uh, figure out who might have been responsible for some of these things. What do we have this week? Uh, first one we have is digging around at Dawes. Earlier this month, the Dawes Middle School had a burglary. They're currently under construction. Cameras got a couple people that broke in, started rummaging through a bunch of the job site stuff, loading up items. On all, they took off with about $3,500 worth of tools and supplies. Um, this is from LPS, folks. It, Jeez. It's, yeah, it's honestly kind of a jerk thing to do because it's, it's not private funds that are being affected here. It's taxpayers' money. So Yeah. Um, what are they grabbing? Just lo- I just, can't even tell what that is. Just random stuff. Yeah. Oh, the dude just took two big cases. Look like uh, big tool cases there. Like yeah. Those. Yeah. I right. I would imagine most of that stuff made it to pawn shops or it's sitting yeah. in a garage somewhere right now. Yep. All right. Uh, uh, what else we have? Next one we have is the electric slide. This one also earlier this month. Victim in this case was at the joint on North Cotner. Sets her phone down on the counter to to do a few things. Suspect kind of slides in behind her, grabs her phone, and slips it into a red purse. Well, looking at the video, they notice that she showed up and left in this white Chevy or GMC pickup with a peeling paint all down the doors inside. It's pretty distinctive, so that one should be able to be picked out fairly easily. So, it was a phone? Stealing yep. a... Yep. Set her phone down, and the suspect just kind of... I don't, right up I don't quite and, get stealing a phone these days. I, I feel uh, like they're easy to track and they're well, a pain I, to set up for someone else. I and, think some of the older ones, you could change SIM cards out okay. and, and All right. have a phone that way. Uh, if they got mine, and would be like, this thing has a cracked screen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to watch uh, it. Like, guy's got zero memory left. Has this thing want... not been cleaned in four years? <laughs> Just eat a meal and use this thing? Gross. You keep it. All right. Uh, LincolnCrimestoppers.com to check those out. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, guys. 7 o'clock, Cali and Lincoln. From the traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. We give you this opportunity every week, smack dab in the middle of the week, to tell us what you've got sticking in your mind, hanging on your chest, however you want to describe it, that is bothering you. That is a thing that you see or think about, and you want to just get it into the ether. And maybe, and just maybe, after you do that, 
feel a whole lot better. Quit obsessing over it. And that is what we do for you. We give you that opportunity to get it out of your mind so you can get to the more important stuff. It is What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. You can give us a call right now on the Rickstein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. A little, uh, I don't know. People must be having a good week, a little slow on the Facebook post, a little slow on the text line today. Those are still both open for you as well if you would like to tell us what is chapping your hide there. But or we have just fixed the capital city. Or that's I, also. Yeah. Or, or I can sound off. Okay. That's, that'd be all right. Uh, yeah, there will. The, uh, as I've said, there will be a point, and, and we, we gradually get to that point every time we do a What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday, where everyone has um gotten their hide chappings uh, expressed and no one will be will basically live in utopia and when that happens i'll end the segment so i think maybe we're getting closer to that every single week we'll see 402-479-1400 all right but until that moment we gotta do the segment and we gotta hear from debbie she's first today good morning debbie what chaps your hide this morning Let's get Debbie's volume up. Hang, hang real tight here, Debbie. Not a We're real get a... big one. Go, go ahead, Debbie. Right. Sorry, I had your volume uh, down. Yeah. That's my fault. Yeah, I know. I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear you guys either, <laughs> hardly. <laughs> okay. Um, plastic bottles that have the sprayer on the top, uh-huh. and you have to pump them. Half the time, they don't spray. Have you <laughs> noticed that? Uh, well, the, I always have to look. Is there like my? Do I have to turn the knob on the thing yeah, yeah, to get uh-huh, it going? You turn the knob. Yeah. And sometimes it'll spray, and then it'll stop, and it'll just spit. That's all it is. <laughs> spit out. It just spit. You turn it to the other way, and it still just spit. Right. It does not spray. <laughs> There's no on setting for it, is what you're saying. No. Yeah. And I've taken them apart. I've pulled out that little straw that's hooked to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Try to reconnect it. It still doesn't work. I've gone to the point of actually taking things back to the grocery store and say, these don't spray. Like and a, make them exchange. Like things. a cleaning product or something like that? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. The worst is yep. are those spot removers. You know, they're kind of goopy anyway. There's uh-huh. kind of a little gel. Yeah. Those that not only don't spray, they don't stream. They just kind of glop out. <laughs> yeah. Just kind and of. It's just, and it gets hold of your finger on, it gets all over your finger. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. All right. There. We got you, Debbie. I appreciate it. Have a good week. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Sometimes my hair detangling spray does that too. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Just saying. She's right. Spray bottles. I don't. I. I can't. I don't know if I use spray bottles on a regular basis for really any anything. I mean, clean. I guess cleaning. Mm-hmm. But I, actually, you know, I don't like so many things have gotten have gone away from spray. Like since the advent of. Uh, like the the Clorox wipes. Yeah, the, you need you need spray awesome. so so much less because those things that that to me is the biggest invention in the cleaning industry in decades. Those Clorox wipe things they they make that a lot better. All right, back to the phones. Rich is next. Good morning, Rich. What chaps your hide today? Oh man, I'm sitting here teleworking, and I'm setting up my computer, and I hook up a mouse. And they have like a ten foot cord, and I put it within like a few inches of my laptop. 
Why do I need a long cord on my mouth? <laughs> yeah, what is the what exactly is the scenario where anyone needs that exactly? Well, let, let me let me ask this question, Rich. Why are you using a wired mouse? <laughs> That's another good question. Well, well be, because I work for the government and we can't afford to have a uh, wired. Oh, okay, that explains it. <laughs> that and, and I have another tap too. Go ahead, Rich. I'm chapped. I'm chapped at Soresco. And if they don't like it, we can just consider them a suburb of Wahoo and be done with them. (laughs) (laughs) Two more texts and they'll be over the edge. And we'll make that declaration. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. Oh, when was I guess we have wired mouses all over the place here at work. But at home, I don't know. We have a wired mouse at our home anymore. That even exists. Well, I think these are mostly so people don't walk off with them. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. Wired, yeah. That's another g- great adventure. We should Wireless be- mouses have been another great. Look, uh, look at me being too positive during what chapter on Wednesday, just uh, just hailing American innovation. We need here. to wire all the pens in here. <laughs> don't let the pens ever leave somebody's studio. The phone lines are on fire today. Yeah, they are. All right, let's get you gotta to save uh, a, You got to save a few seconds for me sometime. I, I will, but we got callers. Yeah, I know. We got tons of them. <laughs> the lines are busy every time someone drops off. Scott, not Molly, is next. All right, Scott, what do you got? What do you chaps your eye? Good morning. Did I not call it last week? <laughs> that monster curse that you, Jack, laid on us <laughs> by forecasting great weather. <laughs> and what happens? That's the one storm that dumps a foot of snow on us. <laughs> I called that. Yeah, I, you so did. I need you to do two things for me. Okay, what are they? I One, owe you. Stay away from the sixty degree guarantee for at least <laughs> another three months. <laughs> okay. And two, please don't say anything about the Nebraska basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Scott. I got Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> I think in your defense, you just said bitter was done. I don't think that that's, well, well, that tomorrow, storm that to, storm wasn't bitter. Problem is tomorrow may make that <laughs> yes. fall. Okay, well that's tomorrow. We're, that's a tomorrow. We're problem. on a literal windshield advisory tomorrow. <laughs> is that not the definition of bitter cold? It might be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, so, <laughs> my bad. Back to the phones. We got a uh, bajillion callers. That's crazy. Today. Mike is uh, next. Morning, Mike. What's chapping your hide? Hey guys. Uh, first of all, I just want to say uh, God bless my mother's soul. But this is the beginning of what they call tuna casserole <laughs> hell for Catholics. My mom used to make that every Lent, and we had to eat it, because if you didn't want that, you weren't hungry. So, um, uh. And I don't think any restaurants in Munch Madness have that on their menu, do That's, they? I don't know. That's a good question. Next year, just in honor of, of you and your mom, maybe we will do a, a 64 tournament <laughs> best tuna casserole in the city of Lincoln. <laughs> Well, Chicken Rich. Go ahead, uh, Caleb. Chicken Rich wants an NIT version for the Friday fish fries. Yeah, we could probably go. add a, yeah. a, a, a tuna region. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Street. <laughs> there it is, Mike. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Have a good I, one. I, I, I'm not sure you guys all appreciate growing up with hot dishes and casseroles. Yeah, way. I don't. I mean, casseroles, I, yes, but I had never heard the hot, word hot, hot dish, dish until. I, I mean, there was. My grandma made a tater tot hot dish. There was, uh, uh, of course, toodle noodle, as we called it, is opposed to tuna noodle. It sounds like comfort. Oh, tuna. Goulot. Man, tuna in something like that, I just can't do. Bread, I don't really love crumb. it. I don't love it at all, that canned tuna. I, I mean, I guess in a pinch I would do it in a on a sandwich or something, but just regularly, eh. 
I don't know. And in a casserole? Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got another call. Phone lines continue to go. Uh, on the text line, uh, let's see if we have any other ones here on the text line. Oh, here we go. Oh, geez. Uh, I'm going to skip that one, and you know why, <laughs> Caleb. Uh, Chad's Chad. I'll I'll talk to you I, offline I, about I, that. I got I got I took care of it. All right. You need to get to Al's. Al's on the text line. Yeah. Uh, Al's is having to wait 20 minutes at a fast food place because some guy sitting at home ordered a hundred tacos on the app. <laughs> he finally comes in, quickly picks up his obscenely large order, and leaves while the rest of us idiots who make the mistake of ordering in person are still waiting. <laughs> You you know when I'm going to do that now? What's what's that? Pinnacle Bank Arena. Pinnacle Bank Arena. <laughs> I want a hundred slices of Valentino's pizza. How many runs do you guys have seat. in there? <laughs> Bring them all. How, here. How, how many? I'm afraid you heard yeah. that that I want a lot of runzas. I want all of the. I don't runzas. know, Caleb. With the prices there, that's going to be a pretty. Uh, it's going to be a pretty steep. Well, level. I do work in radio, so I can yeah. almost but, afford. But, it. but he's a program director now, so yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, uh, John is next on the phone lines. Good morning, John. What's chapping your head? Howdy, howdy. New programs for your computer, either at work or home. They're supposed to be better, but everything you do about it is more complicated. Mm. They move stuff to a different location, or they get rid of your favorite <laughs> activity on it. And now the graphics card's too weak, and everything <laughs> crashes. <laughs> and like, you've already got the muscle memory for the old software, right? You're so used. To, yeah. We've had that with some stuff we use here at work, where and the, and the developer really wants you to use the new stuff, but you're like, eh, I still kind of like the old one a lot better. So I think yeah, I know where you're like, coming from. Yeah, it's like Excel. Five million things on there, and you only use like three or four. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you, John. I appreciate and, it. And on the other hand, when you get a system update, like Windows update, and it renders about half of the programs that you're used to unusable. Yeah. Yeah. I. I uh, he's right, too, about spreadsheets. I Those of you who are spreadsheet whizzes, like, I'm good enough at, at spreadsheets to use them to keep budgets and you know add up some columns and and those sorts of things like some really simple things but i realize yeah i use about two percent of all of the options that are available to do on those spreadsheets there must be some amazing things you can do with spreadsheets that i've not even tapped into there are all I, I'm, I'm very excited because I still remember from my computer class when I was in high school how to make a sum of, you know, E1 through E8. That's very exciting for me. Well, I also, well, I, I've, you have a, a spreadsheet that I shared with you about some, some internal numbers for things, and you create yeah. graphs for it and all the fun yeah. stuff. And that's not even the most powerful spreadsheet program. No, no, not even close. Here's the other but thing. It's, it's really good. You know, you, know, well, you know what chaps my hide is? It, you know, that reminds me. I get a spreadsheet in an email attachment, and I open it up, and I don't have Microsoft Excel at home. And and it used to be every computer I was ever on, you had Microsoft Office, it seemed like. You had Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, all of those things. For about... Ten years, I've never had. I haven't had that anymore. Well, there's an easy solution, and it'll make you go online to your OneDrive and then use it that way, and edit it in that, and then go back. And it is a really clunky way to do things. Yeah, there's an easy solution. It's pay and get it. That's what the easy solution is. Well, I think I th won't Google Sheets open a Microsoft Excel file now. I think you have to save it. As, you have to export it in a certain. But okay. but yeah. 
So, I mean, just save it on your drive and then open it. I don't know. All right. All right. Uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, I want to get to Mark's, but I want to get through the text line here. Um, uh, Chaps being one second late and having to wait for the entire lane of traffic, says uh, OG Steven. Um, Coach A says, what Chaps might hide? People think the baseball season is over because we had a rough start. The season is not one weekend. Uh, And then Eric and Lincoln says, stop making roundabouts in Lincoln. Yeah, I want what more a, roundabouts. What, I want if there if the if the if the alternative is stoplights or four way stops, I'll take roundabouts. Do you know where I want a roundabout where? next? Tenth and L. Jeez, oh, <laughs> what are you talking? About? <laughs> I want out of your I, mind. I want a twelve lane roundabout. I'd rather have non stop traffic. I'd rather have one at forty fourth and O. <laughs> yeah, actually, I would work honestly. Yeah, honest. I mean. Except when O Street gets really busy, that wouldn't work too. Or well. those psychos at like four fifty five who run that red light yeah, every that's morning. True. That would certainly, uh, certainly uh, calm down the drag racing this summer, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, Blinker on, or could make it really interesting. That's true too. <laughs> um, uh, Mark, we left a couple of minutes for you. All what right. is on your mind? I'm today? going to start with this. Begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Especially some of you drivers. You're really starting to tick me off. First of all, those that come up to a roundabout and stop when they don't have to stop. Mm -hmm. The idea is to be a little aggressive, and if there's room, make the move. The next one. I've got three. <laughs> got a list. Okay. One of the, one of the, it always comes back to roundabouts, by the way. Not right. in this case. Okay. It's people turning right or left. Yes. Right? And they turn into the wrong lane. Ooh. They're making a right turn and they go to the inside lane, not the outside lane. Right. That is against the law. There is a law against it and it's called an improper turn turn. Right. You should receive a hundred and twenty eight dollar fine for that. <laughs> Same thing when you're turning right or left. Uh, people people turn- do that thousands of times a day. In the the city budget could be, uh, we could do away with property taxes if they just enforced those laws. Mark, I absolutely love turning left, and then the I, I person that's behind me yes, I do the tur- same turns thing. left, but they go all the way into the far lane, yes. and because I made the correct turn, I am very aggressive about my lane change. Absolutely. Hit that right right blinker. blinker right, and- so Mark wants a crackdown by LPD on improper turns, and what's and, number three? And those people that stop in the middle of a crosswalk and not at the stop line or behind the crosswalk, especially like at 84th and O eastbound where they pull way into the crosswalk, they're making a left turn, and you can't see down to the to the north in order to make a right turn after you've stopped legally and make a right turn. So, right. If you're, so if you're making a left turn, you want people to go past the crosswalk? No, no stay behind the crosswalk. But if you're, we already established if you're making a left turn, you need to be out in the middle of the intersection. No, 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 right? no, no. This is when it's red. Oh, got it, when it's red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, sometimes what happens is you think you're going to make it through the light, and then the light turns yellow quickly, and you're like, uh-oh. Okay, and that reminds me of a fourth. Okay. A flashing yellow, enter the intersection, complete your turn after it's clear. A flashing yellow. Enter enter the the intersection. intersection. I got that. If, If it's a solid yellow, do not enter the intersection. Okay. Got it. It doesn't matter whether it's an arrow or just a round light. You know, 
All I got right. a lot of problems with some of you people. This has been this has been stop class with Mark Vale. <laughs> All right, there you go. Thank you for the boy. That was a lot of callers today. A lot of we didn't even get to Facebook. I just realized that's all right. There was some politics on Facebook. Uh, Presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, it is time to count them down with your morning drive. So, without any further ado, let's get it started with. Number five. Hold on, Mark. We're getting you. Hold on. There you are. Here we are. Number five. Uh, now. Oh, wow. There we go. A windchill advisory goes into effect tonight at midnight, continues through noon tomorrow. Uh, the winter weather advisory, though, has been canceled. Uh, temperature, yeah. Temperatures got a little colder than they'd expected. Not as much precipitation. Sweet. It doesn't look like we're going to get the icing conditions. Uh, chance of a trace to an inch of snow, but that'll be later uh, today. Uh, but not much. But up north, a foot along the border and better than two feet. And maybe the second largest snowfall in recorded history in Minneapolis-St. Paul <laughs> with insane. this blizzard. That's insane. And and I've been through some blizzards growing up in Minnesota I that were pretty you phenomenal, have. but to, to get 25... See, they got between 7 and 9 inches overnight last night, and now they're expecting another 15 to 20 beginning later today. I already see so, the uh, weather channel is set up there for live reports. Well, that's, so. that's good for them. Now, because of the, uh, it's going to be colder than it had been really, uh, yeah. uh, originally forecast for here. We're going to be down close to zero overnight. Those winds are going to stay up 20 to 30 and gusts even higher overnight. So that's going to put our wind chills 20 to 30 below overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. Now, what that also does, though, is it gets a lot of people out there, even this morning, where our wind chills right now are, what? Uh, oh, about 14, 13. 14, yeah. People are starting their cars, uh, letting them warm up, but not locking in the driveway. Yeah. We've already had two scanner reports warming up vehicles stolen this morning Jeez. in Lincoln. So, Man, that happens quick. It so, does. So. Tomorrow, and tomorrow that'll be... Uh, even worse. It feels really cold today, just because of what we've had, but... Yeah, tomorrow, that's really going to be the story of this whole thing. Uh, after it's all said and done, looks like it's not going to be precipitation, but will in fact be just just bitterly cold, strong, really strong winds tomorrow. And then uh, letting up with the winds on Friday, a uh, little bit of sun, probably get some sun tomorrow. And then by the time we get to Saturday, we're looking at yeah, these again. So. Very short, compact storm. But. Today, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> there we go. And I know... Mike gets mad. Was oh no, when uh, Scott not Molly got mad when I was talking about getting better. But I'm just reading the forecast. Is all I'm doing at this point. This is just me. Uh, this is the. I am the messenger. I am not formulating the message. <laughs> you were predicting a little bit. I am. This is me. This is me like a robot reading. Saturday 49, Sunday 50, Monday 47, Tuesday 49, Wednesday 51, yep. Thursday 48. But so you're. You know, are you the messenger or are you more of the harbinger? Just the, those those forecasts will be out whether out there whether I say them or not. Is the but truth. on last what was it last Thursday? Yeah, I, it was a I week kept, ago I, I, yesterday tomorrow. A week ago tomorrow, I was saying I think this one's going to be something significant as we got started on the show. We had a couple. <laughs> I know. Oh you, my oh, gosh! No, 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 this Seriously. is, is going to be nothing. I am getting that. This is the worst I've been getting killed for something since Andy Gibb. <laughs> I mean, even my, even even my uh, GM, our 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 boss, is taking shots at me in an email that I got from her yesterday. 
She was like, yeah. we were talking about the streaming numbers from that show that day, and she emailed back. She was like, is that before or after Jack completely misdiagnosed the storm? <laughs> hey, at least our boss listens to us. That's good. I appreciate I do very much appreciate <laughs> Some of the time. That's, I, she does a great job doing that. I, I appreciate that. Number four. Whether or not to end a public health emergency on the local level, proving to be divisive for the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, got to be a fairly contentious, heated discussion at this, uh, early in yesterday morning's uh, commission meeting. Uh, Commissioner Matt Schulte had an item on the agenda. He wanted some public comment. Uh, other commissioners said nope, no public comment until it's put into, uh, uh, until it's uh, moved for adoption. Um, there was some disagreement. They talked about policy versus precedent. Uh, anyway, Schulte eventually moved to end the COVID-19 emergency declaration for the county. It died for a lack of a second, but if you want to see that initial part of the discussion where it got pretty, I don't want to say raucous, but there was some pretty sharp comments. It is posted at LNK TV on YouTube. So the the people who didn't want to, the people, it didn't get seconded. The people on the board who didn't want to go forward with public comments said the rules are the rules, and that since it wasn't seconded, it doesn't go forward for things. Yeah, there's like more to it comment. than that. There's more to it. It's, okay, that, it, it, I mean that's not, what the accounts of it. Yeah, but I'm there's just not the there's, of it. there's not really rules in place. It's precedent. So there's going to be further policy oh, okay. discussions going forward. What I listen, if if it's if there aren't I mean, abide by your rules if there are rules. If there's a close call and there's debate, always err on the side of letting people speak would be the way that I would go. That's not the way I interpreted it coming down yesterday. Right. So. That's that I think that would be my position. Yep. But on the other hand, if there are clear rules or clear rules, change the rules also if you if you don't like them if they are clear. Number three. A bill to create a new specialty license plate uh, led to criticism this, of the state's Choose Life plates. This happened yesterday in the Unicameral. Uh, Chris Dunker, uh, Journal Stars, got a pretty good article on the debate that surrounds Senator Tom Brandt's bill. It's LB 140, allowing Nebraskans to purchase a specialty plate that recognizes and celebrates their Czech heritage. So Senator Brandt's just trying to get this. He's like, oh, it'd be fun if we had one. You know, Czech, there's a lot of uh, Czech descent, a lot of pride with that, rightfully so, in Nebraska. And so he comes to the floor and he says, I just want to add this one, Czech pride. There's some communities where that's a, especially a really big deal. And then all of a sudden it devolves into uh, uh, getting motions put on uh, or amendments put on about the Choose Life plate. People criticizing the current plate that everyone gets. And, I mean, license plates will always, they will always fire people up. No matter what, you don't even have to fuse them with controversial issues like abortion, which happened in this case. But they will always get people fired up. Now, all that said, I ask you guys, have you seen the new license plates in action? Because people who changed their stickers the last two months normally would have uh, would have changed out their license plates now. So two out of 12 months. Have you seen them? And what do you think of them? I haven't seen them yet. You haven't seen them? I'm also not super paying attention to other people's license plates. Um, Mark, I don't like them. You don't like them? They're, they're just—you can't see the back, the background on them. Right? You know, it's just—it just looks white. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. It yeah. looks 
Again, I, I say, given the context of Nebraska's foibles over the years with license plates, this is a pretty good effort. I mean, this is like you've got a you've got a a, a D student, and all of a sudden comes home with a C plus, and you're like, well, you know, I can't really <laughs> complain about that. That's what I would say about these. Some of the some of the specialty ones, I don't know. Do we mind that there's? I think part of the discussion too was about are there too many specialty plates? Are we letting people? Do, do, does anybody care? Is that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Who, who cares? I mean, especially when it comes to the abortion one. Well, I get choose life. I understand. I understand the controversy over that one. I get that, but I think there's also just a belief outside of that that we're going too far in giving everybody in everything, especially play at this point. And I just think I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> People are willing to pay for it, and you know, it's a. It's a thing, and especially if they're non-controversial things. You mean like Creighton Blue Jays? Yeah, those should not be allowed. Those should never be allowed. See? That's that's upsetting. To I like the people. beef state. The beef state ones are great. If you had to get one, which one would you get? I don't. Would the a lot of people got the mountain lion one because it was like the first one, and they just wanted something. I'd, I think I'd get the beef state. The beef state one is cool. I like the design of the one that I think is celebrating. Um, Education, art, arts education, fine arts education. It's got a bunch of colors on it. It's very, it's it's attractive. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would. I, I would. By the way, I would never do an issue one. <laughs> no, I would never do it. Like, what am I doing? Am I changing people's minds as I drive through town? Oh, wow! Uh, although I, I have heard anecdotally that there's some uh, vegetarians that don't like the beef steak. Okay, wow. So, I just think anything can be controversial. I just like how it looks. Yeah, I like the zoo one. The with, zoo one, the Omaha Henry Dorley Zoo. It's got the elephant on there. Okay, I like the Ducks Unlimited one. Okay. Um, do we do we have just a blackout plate? No, uh, no. You, like Iowa did. Yeah. No. And I know. Oh, because Iowa did it. We we should. No, it looks sweet. No, we don't. We don't have that. And the 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 previous the Huskers one also had the background Huskers thing that made it hard to see too. I think they've got a new one coming, but that's a that's another one too. The one with the ram is cool. Bighorn sheep. Yep. You see that one? Yeah. That's cool. The good life one. They have the new, the Nebraska history one has the good life and it looks like a road sign. That's the one I'd get. 100%. 100%. All right. I'm too cheap to buy a special. Yeah, me too. I'm never getting one. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Of all the, of all the things that I don't see the value in spending the money on, that's pretty high up on the list for me. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Even if I was check. You're not. <laughs> two central figures from two different eras of uh, Nebraska football joining forces, most likely, or maybe. New Jersey Generals, led by former Husker coach Mike Riley, drafted former quarterback Adrian Martinez in the hey, second round right. of the USFL. Go Big Red of different eras. Look at this. This is fun. Now, Adrian probably still has a sight set on getting a shot with an NFL team. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know how that'll work. Caleb, if he's like an undrafted free agent and tries to make a team, because UFL USFL season would be during those times that you would go to those those um, those OTAs. Yeah, if you're trying to make a team, all so, of your preseason workouts and everything. Yeah, so. like so, if you have any shot at the NFL, I assume you're doing that. Although, although if you do a year and commit to the USFL, 
does that give people a different level of film to look at and get people interested in you for the upcoming season without going through the OTAs during the spring? Yeah, I don't it, know the answer to that. Well, it, it, it might come down to where can you put on better tape? Is that is that tape going to be a little bit better being already part of an NFL organization on a practice squad? Maybe it, it comes down to do you find a way to get onto a practice squad and make that minimum salary, that minimum amount of, uh, of dollars, or is it better to go play in the USFL? He's going to play somewhere, is, is what this all comes down to, is he does have opportunities. It's just how far does that opportunity go for the NFL? I don't think he's going to get drafted, uh, but but what's, right. what, like, and that's not a stretch. But, could be the, a, but they, he could be an undrafted free agent. And, and, and go up and be on a practice squad somewhere, especially if somewhere wants to prepare for a running-type quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first game, April 15th against the Birmingham Stallions for my favorite USFL team. The New Jersey Generals. That, yeah, we're a New Jersey Generals studio. We've Are we going to carry the games? We should. Oh, can we become a New Jersey? Your Jer- local New Jersey Generals <laughs> affiliate. Do they have radio affiliates? Oh, if I you- would imagine. Well, guess I know what I'm doing today. <laughs> checking to see if we can become a New Jersey Generals affiliate. <laughs> Your home for New Jersey Generals football in Lincoln, Nebraska. Your exclusive home. Oh, jeez. Hey, everybody else is going away with sports. We're taking all the sports on, I guess. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's uh, move on. <laughs> now, now I have to look this up, guys. Thank you. For if that. you could be an affiliate. All right. So tell us what you find. If, you know, if, if not, let's be the rights holder and originate it. What, what, what do you mean? Broadcast them remotely? Sure. <laughs> McMaster is heading hey. out to Jersey. There you go. Here's our <laughs> Caleb Henry, Jack Mitchell up in the booth, ready to go for the Birmingham Stallions and New Jersey General. Nice day here in New Jersey here. Well, if As the, we got Matt McMaster down on the sidelines, he's going to be get a word with Mike Riley before the game. We, we don't have several cameras. Looks like they just uh, set up uh, the uh, one huddle camera here. I'm currently reading USFL draft rights rules. Currently, <laughs> okay, just trying to figure out what's going on. You let me know what on. you find. I will do. Jeez. Find with that. <laughs> Number one. Uh, everybody uh, uh, has their opinion about subscription services, pay-per-view, etc. Now there's a pay-per-chew, as in food consumption. Some restaurants having subscription fees. Um yeah, but- <laughs> it was, they're experimenting as a way to ensure steady revenue and customer visits. Some offering unlimited drinks, free monthly delivery. Uh, others will always bring out your favorite appetizer. So another subscription opportunity for you and your family. It doesn't make sense at a restaurant. Here's what I want for a subscription. I want unlimited something in return for a subscription fee. Okay. That's that's the way that I think of it now. And a restaurant's just not going to give you unlimited food. It just it isn't going to happen. Here's where it would work. Number one, far and above, coffee place. And they've got Co- subscription do they? monthlies. Do yep, they? Panera, Panera's got all you can drink coffee for like $8.95 a month. Okay. Really? Wow. Uh, yes, coffee place is number one. Just with dark co- just with black coffee with with brewed coffee no no specialty drinks right if i had that with one of the uh one, one of the drive-through one tape, of the drive-through places here i think i would definitely do that but the the catch for them is i get as much as i want okay right i come through three times a day i come through three times a day deal with it right right and then the other one is like the other one is also beverages i would say like uh 
fountain drinks at gas stations would be another one that you I used think, to be able to do that. I some. think I think you stop might have had something like that. Maybe they still do. Rocks had it at one time. Once you got this permanent, those are ones that I would be interested. I just don't know. I'm not subscribing to a restaurant to get free apps or something like no, that. No, you know, a monthly subscription for maybe for free delivery would be one way. I just don't go to the same I don't get delivery from the same place multiple times a month. If you had if part. you had a subscription for free delivery, you probably would. Most of, there's ways to find free delivery already. I'm already I already get uh one of the I don't know if it's not Grubhub but the other one, DoorDash, uh, maybe it is Grubhub or DoorDash through Amazon Prime. So I get free delivery with that already through all these things and I barely use it as is. So, I don't know, restaurants, you got a ways to go. Give me unlimited free food and I'll be interested. This would would definitely be different in large cities. This is being tried the in del- New York City. Yeah, the delivery stuff too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I get that. All right, the subscription model is taking what what industry has not done the subscription. How about uh how about the uh the gas industry? Right? Subscription, all the gas you want for a month. I'm I'm thinking <laughs> what about like the DoorDash? Well, what are you paying for that? <laughs> a thousand bucks? Woo. Five thousand bucks? The, I don't know. The DoorDash deal with PBA. What if it were GPS uh located so that the minute you walked in the front doors, it automatically put in an order for your favorite beverage and you could pick it up on your way to your seat? That'd be nice. That would be nice. See, that would be worth it. Again, yes, yes, I enter the PVA doors and there are 17 bush lights ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Me and all the boys were here. Thank you, GPS. All of these, this new technology they're putting at PBA sounds nice. I'm not going to get a chance to use it for a while. Thank God. (laughs) Why don't they, if they're putting all this technology there, why don't they do like at the banks where where the, the big tubes go in? Can't we send the beverages directly to the seats? Can't we figure this technology out? Get a hot dog. Caleb proposing a... a, I want to never get up. A network of tubes be installed in the Pinnacle Bank (laughs) to every seat? Every one of them. (laughs) Every one of them. I I feel like that's a major renovation. At least mine. You're going to have to raise the occupation taxes again. People won't like that. I want to see a beer coming through one of those tubes and you opening it up. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's bush light for your entire section. You guys ready? Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Ellen K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Wednesday morning. 27 degrees in the capital city. Feels like low teens, though, with the wind factored in and... Uh, that's going to be pretty good compared to what we have tomorrow at this time. It'll feel like well below zero with the colder temperatures and the additional wind, but coming out of it by Saturday and uh, warming back up for the weekend. Uh, Jason Peterson, it's been a while since we've talked tech with Jason Peterson of Generate Marketing, and he's kind enough to give us a few minutes this morning. Morning, Jason. How you been? Hold on, Jason. We got, I got to get you. I got to get your volume up. Hang tight with me for just a okay. moment. Okay. All right, hey Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Got you loud and clear. We're good. Uh, yeah, good. Good to have you. How's everything going? You know, uh, I can't complain. It's it's. Uh, I don't know what other business owners have experienced, but first qu- first quarters off to uh, yeah, it, it's a mad dash. So we're That's we're good. pretty pleased. We're really busy right now. There's so much tech in the news right now. I thought it would be a good time to just kind of talk to you about some of the things going on, and I want to start. 
I want to start with something that's that's particularly current right now, and that was some arguments in front of the Supreme Court just yesterday. And and just so, and and you can add to my description of this, but but my understanding of of this case that's in front of them was um, whether or not Google through YouTube could be held liable for an algorithm that produced recommended videos that inspired violence um, to an eventual terrorist. Uh, that, that's what the lawsuit. And, and so the question is, the question is, is there, does, does the existing kind of shield that came from the 90s on, yep. on, on social media, on these websites exist? Does it cover this? And then the additional question is, what would it mean? What are the ramifications of having basically algorithms, created algorithms, uh, create liability essentially for companies? Give us sort of the, and then the other concern is you've got Supreme Court justices. We see this in Congress a lot where you're talking about tech issues and it feels like the congressmen and women there have no idea what they're talking about. Um, I don't know if that was the case during oral arguments yesterday at the Supreme Court, but what are the, uh, break down kind of the ramifications and the importance of this case for us, if you can, Jason. Well, again, Jack, I know you're the legal guy, but you're right. This, I mean, the grand experiment of the Internet, even before we've been talking social media, was the concept of it being open, open, free to communicate, free information, free access, um, which we know, I mean, some of that is and is not true. But the notion is that there has not been limitations or guardrails, per se, in the more conventional sense around what you say and if you're held liable for what you say. Um, I know clearly there's been some things that have changed more in closed environments such as Twitter and Facebook in which that's not uh, the open internet. But nevertheless, Jack, this is this is earth shattering. And, you know, you and I have said this, I don't know, at least maybe 10 times that moderating free speech and now determining whether or not there are consequences to that is like astronomically complicated. I can't even imagine the oversight and how that could even be executed. So, I mean, for me, um, I think the the brevity of the situation, this is a big deal. Um, My concern right now, and, and this is with all due respect to the policymakers, is most people the kinds of questions they ask, they have absolutely no clue what is really going on and what it means. So I think, you know, in, in what is happening a lot right now is the technology is advancing so quickly that the policymakers are not up to speed on exactly what this is going to do. Now, I do think it doesn't take more than a third grade education to understand that if you pass something like this, um, it's going to change the entire way, uh, quote, quote, free speech is handled on the open internet and you know i guess you're going to have people that fall in multiple camps on that and then you know, that's totally fine but as the internet as a whole um jack i i don't i can't even imagine what that would look like so i mean to me um i would probably err on the side of uh i don't the, the scenario is awful it's terrible um but again i'm not really sure where you draw that line and i think that is the challenge we're facing as a society is what line can we and can we not cross as it relates to what we post 
and stay online. Yeah, and uh, I think to some degree, I think the court was you know frustrated to even have to be involved in this. Um, it may be something that needs to be dealt with better at a legislative level than you know interpretation of the things that happen to have to happen at the the judicial level. But I would agree. Nonetheless, we will uh, we'll see what what happens with that. Let's talk about um, chatbox AI and similar products. Yep. Uh, this has been all over the news. In fact, we messed around with it on our show a couple of times and, and did, you know, had it write stories for us and, and, and those sorts of things. And it was pretty impressive, the things that it can do. Tell us, I guess, Jason, to start, to start out, what is, what's sort of the idea of what this can do? Why are people who are behind the development of this so excited about it? Well, so, I guess the the again putting this trying in plain English is, I mean we all have heard and know what the word AI means, artificial intelligence. Now the there's a certain type of artificial intelligence that's been developed here called generative, and what it is is they're using what's called neural networks, which means it's kind of like a brain in which that it's more uh, cohesive and more effective in taking bits of information and sticking them together and making sense of it. So, as you can imagine, the more information you put in, this type of AI has a much better capacity to not sound like a robot. So, to your point, you are right. Um, some of the stuff that it's generating now, because of this more advanced, you know, level of AI intelligence in terms of, I guess, uh, crunching data, um, now it's, it's, it's real and it kind of sounds like a person. Now, I will tell the listeners this. I use what I did, and maybe this is where I'm different than some people, is I use the Internet to solve problems all the time. How can I fix a computer? How can I fix my sink? Blah, 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 all right. this kind of stuff. It was terrible. It was absolutely pathetic. Who's better, Michael Jordan or, or LeBron James? Oh, you know, kind of hemmed and hawed. You know, it, it was absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Now, again, I am not at all discrediting that in many ways it's it's – Shaking up academia, you know, it's going to challenge in my area of, okay, how do you develop messaging, you know, if you're a copywriter. But from my standpoint, I would say don't press the panic button yet. I just, because right now the computing power that is required to expedite the speed in which it would be so advanced will take a while. Now, there is other types of computing that I we will talk about another day called quantum computing, and that's a whole nother ball of wax. That is like taking a, a computer problem that would take two years that might take 10 seconds. So for right now, with the computing power that is there, I don't see the AI advancing so fast that we can't contain it. But as we always know, Jack, people can use technology for the power of good and the power of bad. And I think that right now is my main concern is are they pushing the technology quick enough still that there's not going to be some sort of guardrails in place so that it isn't misused before they kind of get an idea of how it's going to work? Some of the things we're already seeing with this sort of technology, like they've got apps now where you can essentially just have, this is a little creepy, but just have like an AI generated friend 
to to chat with you and text with you and people are like starting relationships with their ai created person that that'll text them and and have these conversations with them but but i mean beyond the the weirdest stuff like i i guess my question is how do you think we start using this for good how do you think we start using this for good in the in the somewhat near future does it my thought is okay is this sort of change how we use uh, for instance google how we do searching or how we like you said watch youtube to figure out how to do something is that the first kind of impact that we feel on this and what do you think that looks like with with ai well so yeah i would say that now this notion that google would be replaced is absolutely ridiculous and here's why you have to have data to make this awesome. Open AI doesn't have that. It's right. It's crowdsourcing it. So as soon as Google gets their ducks in a row, they have all the data. So does Facebook. So Google's essentially, in my opinion, although they're not really, they're kind of saying they're behind. Jack, they got more data than they know what to do with. I mean, they have, you know, 20 years of website data that they can sit and crunch. So again, it's that whole idea of how fast can I crunch the data? But I think... Google's search and search in general will become astronomically more intelligent. I think this will affect home automation. Um, so I think there's the interaction with computers in general would be more effective. Um, again, I think voice would, you know, I mean, you and I know it's like, it's still kind of weird. I think in the almost 15 years, you and I've done this probably longer than that, mm -hmm. 13, 14, that that we're talking to our houses. I mean, I do that all the time. Yeah. I never thought I would do that. And yeah. we do that. So I think it's, it's, it's safe to say that search voice interaction that is already happening. I think that's the thing you and I know a lot of times it's evolution, not revolution. So they're going to start with the layups and it's going to be those places where my daughter asked my Google home device other than Alexa. Hey, you know, yada, yada, yada about a certain type of cat. Well, it says, I don't know the answer, but I found this on the web. Well, AI is going to say, well, this, 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 and this, and this. So that's going to be a very logical example of how it's going to change. It was funny when I was playing with it. I had it like, you know, I, the, the most fun, entertaining thing to do with it, at least, was tell it to write a story and then put inputs about the story that I wanted included in it. After I got done with a few of those, though. I don't know. <laughs> I got kind of bored with it. Like I, I was like, yes. I don't know what else to do with this now. Like I could ask it questions, but I could also just go to Google and probably get the same answers on that. So I don't quite know how to. I'm not quite comprehending what's possible with this either right now, and and how it would integrate into my own life. That's a shortcoming of my own. But I got. <laughs> I feel bad. It's like this incredible future technology. But I feel a little bit. Uh, I feel a little bit bored by it. Well, and and again, it boils. It's that that question that nobody's asking. The elephant in the room is you got to have powerful computers to crunch all that information. You can have all the data in the world, but if you don't have a computer, if it's going to take three years for it to make that information intelligible. Uh, well, you know, it's going to be a while. Yeah. Um, we're writing, we're writing term papers right now, but again, I, I also don't want to discredit this as, yeah, we need to do this, but right now, um, logistically, uh, the computing power is, and, and they're just not, they don't have a large enough data sampling to make it, like you said, more than, uh, I think more academic in nature, uh, and not necessarily, uh, is as business focused as it could be in the short term. 
let me ask you this with it becoming you talked about it more data makes it sound more human we've had there are apps out there that we already talked about where you know there it sort of acts like a human companion or, or friend but it's an ai created bot um as it gets as as it goes more like that to to sound to in some ways yes. feel like a human how concerned are you about like that sort of uh science yeah, fiction dy- dystopian movie that appears to be starting that's creepy i think there's a movie with joaquin phoenix and he has kind of like an ai friendship with his phone it's really really kooky i can't remember the name of it now but needless to say i do think call it virtual companionship um, you know, on the one hand, the good way is, hey, you've got shut-ins that are loved ones. Nobody can see them. So there's a AI that's talking to them, and it's a friendly. So, okay, for for people in isolation, which is a big problem with the elderly, because I deal a lot of marketing in that. Okay, there might be a healthy way to do that. On the other hand, as we always know, there's going to be this really screwball way that it's used. Um, so, you know, I think the thing I was thinking about, Jack, that would be very quick to do is let's say you and I, if I want to start developing, like in my business, I develop voice. So if we're going to write social media for a client, we're writing the social media content like the client's voice. That's what my wife does. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say, hey, I'm going to take, which I have, I have 12 years of generate email in Google. I don't delete anything. I archive everything for a lot of reasons, mostly legal. And so I could say, hey, open eye chat. Dude, here's access to my Gmail. There you go. Boom. Now you have 25, 30, 40,000 emails. Now you can discern what I sound like. Hmm. That would be able to write like me. that. You wrote. That's yeah. yes. So yeah, that which, to me is the other part of this is I, so, so let's take this a step further. So if you're like, Hey, I'm dead, which is, I can, there's a show on this on, on, uh, yes. Prime. So I could create a person, a persona of myself through 20 years of email but then the person when i'm gone could have a conversation and, with and me. if you have recordings of their voice you can yes. basically which is which is Correct. what what one of these apps that's basically how this person's why they started it is one of their friends died in a car accident and he wanted to sort of duplicate the interaction that they had but at yes. some point that'll so, be so oddly that's possible. crazy but but i think it's it's it, i mean that yes there's to me, I think it's less business and I think it's more of personal ramifications is what I'm seeing yeah. academic. But yeah, dude, uh, I mean, this is where some of those creepy like shows that we've seen, that stuff is not that far away. Yeah. Now, whether it takes takes hold is a different story. But yeah, dude, that's totally possible, uh, which is, the, again, I think kind of creepy. And that doesn't even get. You know, we give them robot bodies and we give them guns and stuff and let them yeah, run they, on AI. Yeah, it's Terminator 2, yeah. man. I know that's what I, I said know. to one of the one of the gals I was talking about. Hey, great to talk to you, Jason. I know we didn't have a lot of time, but we'll do it again soon. Appreciate your insight, as always. Sounds good, Jack. There you go. It's Jason Peterson. Generate Marketing, our uh, tech social media marketing guru. 825, we'll take a break. Come back after this on KLIN. When snow or ice impact our area, you can get the latest closings and cancellations at KLIN.com. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. 837, welcome back. Ellen K. today with Jack and Friends on... 
KLIN, uh, Sister Station 1620 The Zones, afternoon co-host John Bishop joins us, formerly of KLIN. Good morning, John. How are we doing? Sup? At least you didn't have to fly in from uh, New Jersey or Connecticut or something last night. You just had to have a late night drive from Omaha. Uh, that's got to be a little bit better, right? Cool. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I was trying. It was to still accept. a late night. Cause... Yeah, I know. I watched the. I watched the end of that game, and I went right to bed. And and when you still had a lot of night left, so yeah, oh yeah. Um, well, you know, it happens. But yeah, we're fine. Everything's good. You know, sure. It's basketball. These things happen. Someone once told me, a wise man, or at least someone who purports to be a wise man, once told me. Bad calls matter. <laughs> I okay. Hold on. What is your position? I don't necessarily have a position on this. Oh, you when, do have a position. No, no, do not lie. no, no, no. On a, this specific play. Oh, when somebody heaves up a full court shot, how? Like, what do you have to do for the for it to be a foul on that? To actually call a foul on that shot? Well, see here. This. First off, I'm going to say for all the aristocrats out there who always like to look down their nose on people like you and me who'd like to complain about the officials and say, I don't like to talk about the officiating. I want to say first off to appease those who are so superior to us. Um, that's not the reason Creighton lost the game. I mean, Marquette was tremendous down the stretch and Tyler Kolek probably locked up the uh, Big East player of the year with his plays. Uh, in that game, especially at the end, getting those last two buckets. All right, so with that aside, please allow me to indulge, to to lower myself to talk about officiating. The problem with that premise is that falls under the category of the number one problem I have with officiating across all sports, situational officiating. A foul in the first two minutes of the game is a foul in the last two minutes of the game. You know, uh, it, you know, if it's you don't you don't base a call based on the situation. If that shot at the end of the game takes place twenty feet from the basket, a typical normal three pointer, it's likely a foul because you're impeding the shooter. But because it happens seventy five feet away from the basket, suddenly it's not a foul. There's nothing in the rule book. I challenge anyone to look in the rule book and and say, "Well, okay, we're going to we're going to we're going to turn the court. Here's the heat zone on the court. If it happens in the red area, it's a foul. But as it starts to turn to light red, to pink, to white, if it happens in the white area, sorry, that doesn't count." So, that would be my response. Why, by the way, why are we, where was anyone defending a full court shot? I mean, I, I think you're. I, I would. I would just stick instinct. Instinct. I suppose I would just stick with the one percent chance they're going to make it and let it ride. No, on no easy thing. buckets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's instinct. Yeah, it's instinct. And, and honestly, Marquette made it a little difficult to shoot a lot of. Buckets like you're not going to get so like a sweet block on that one, probably. But I, I mean, just, have you seen Shaka Smart? The guy is very hyper. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing he wants true. every shot and on every part of the court, even shots. You know, over the back. You know, from eighty feet away to be defended, and he looked like he was wearing a polo that he picked up from the uh, campus bookstore right before the, uh, the game too. The dude rocks iPods or iPod. What do they call it? What Ear, are, what, what AirPods in the ear. AirPods, yeah, in the ear, yeah. Before the game, you know, you normally if you see a coach out on the floor, you know, watching his team shoot around or what, he's getting pumped up. I, he must have been. 
Or maybe he came to over. He came over before the game and was greeting some Marquette fans who had made the trip. And he had to take his his earbuds out. And I was like, I've never seen that before. I've never seen a coach rocking earbuds before a game. But that reminds they me. Each their own. That reminds me. I, every time I walk my dog, see, I wear a little earbud. I don't wear the i the Apple ones because they're too expensive and they look like inverted earrings or something. So I get the the cheap eighteen dollar ones that I bought off Amazon and I wear those. So you can't really see that I'm wearing them, and it, it never fails. Every day that I'm walking my dog outside, listening to a podcast or music on that. Somebody comes across and they say something, you know, you just, you, you, a neighbor's outside or you walk somebody going the other way and they say something and then the awkwardness ensues where I'm taking the earbud out to try and hear what they said again and then I'm accidentally stopping and starting it because I'm touching the earbud and I just, I, maybe I need to get, maybe I just need to, you know, get the old Walkman headphones so it's very obvious that I'm wearing these things. Yeah, I still use my, in fact, I'm wearing them right now. I still use my uh, <laughs> my, my Bose wireless headphones. Do you, but I've got to do like my dad used to do. And, and by the way, tons of men in his generation seem to do when they would go to football games is wear the, remember the old radio headset that wasn't connected to anything, yep. John? With the little and white, on I can, yeah, oh yeah, oh. we had it, Radio Shack, baby. Just uh, he they would, were probably it, like eighty bucks, but dang, they were worth it, and they were they were. My dad strong. would if he, for a while there in the in the eighties, he, he would go to a football game. He always had that thing. He always was listening to the radio on that that and thing. And the best ones, and, and I'm trying to remember, but I'm pretty sure there was a model that had the you know the the extendable antenna. You know the stick antenna, <laughs> yeah, the, that you pull up I think and it my extends dad's out, was, and 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 so yeah. Oh well, you know I can't quite pick up Lyle right now. <laughs> let me let me pull this out a little bit further, and then it's sticking like five feet in the air. Like and, I think my dad had a newer iteration of them, more like late eight, because it had like a rubber small. It didn't have the one that you pulled out. It was a a newer. Yeah, model yeah, of I'm those sure things. they did. I, 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 but, to look it up, but yeah, we but had, the tuning we had the was one. the tuning was on one ear and the volume was on the other ear. Right and yeah and and you I bet I bet if you you went back in time and went to a, a Husker football game in like 1990 you'd find about 400 dudes wearing those things. Oh, it <laughs> was it, it was as ubiquitous as you know the red and white stripe coveralls. Yeah, which my dad also had. So he 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 was he was hitting the grand slam. He was wearing both the Radio Shack radio headphones and the red and white striped overalls. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm curious what you think as, as it pertains to Nebraska basketball, I've got, I've got something new, even though they're winning, I still have, uh, something to, uh, pr- just complain about in case it happens. I'm starting to get, ve- I'm starting to get very scared. Uh, Casey Tominaga is going to leave. Um, and well, I, it makes sense because you know, the strange to think about it because you know, the NIL stuff is so pervasive and it seems like, you know, NIL, which is actually short for now it's legal, mm. which is basically nah. become, you know, legal money laundering. The old dirty money of college football has now been cleaned up and given out. But that for some reason, because he's an international student and is on here here on a visa that, uh, oh, no, no, we can allow everything else. Right. But we can't allow that. Right. <laughs> so, well, and I think it's connected and that may to be, And honestly, that may be the thing, because, you know, with with the popularity that he has back in his home country and and his skills, um, you know, there, there's a good chance he could make some really good money, you know, playing back at home. And 
and that's probably going to be the biggest thing. So yeah, like what? And the other thing is that the NBA now is so aware of of player of of professional leagues in other countries. I mean, it's a totally different deal than what it was when when we were probably more closely following the NBA, and uh, there was occasionally a European player in. Like you could name like the three or four European players in the league. Um, now they're hyper aware of those, and and I would assume yeah, the same thing is yeah. true. So you've got probably I don't know what do you think you probably got as good of, a good of a chance if you stand out in in Japanese professional basketball as you do standing out in the Big Ten, maybe of, of getting well, sure. at least a look in the NBA. Sure, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, because you know it, 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 the the sport is international now, and if you've got skills that you know someone sees as valuable it doesn't matter if you're playing in the big 10 conference or if you're playing in a uh you know in in china japan or you know italy wherever uh you know people will find you if that's if that's indeed your goal but listen that that's the other thing about basketball that doesn't exist in football is you can make great money playing internationally oh yeah i mean there's a there's a lot of guys yeah a lot of guys who have made deep six-figure money annually playing internationally, which is a great living. And if you've always wanted to experience another country, uh, new cultures, um, and, and you love a game of basketball, you, you can be satisfied with that. You know, it, it, that's a great living. Yeah. And, and getting your expenses taken care of and, and all of that. So, uh, there's just so many opportunities out there that exist that you know it's it's hard to turn down yeah i'm sure you know of some creighton guys doing it but like siobhan shields is still playing in italy like he's still he's not only playing he's like playing well yeah he's like one of the best players in that in that Serie A italian basketball yeah marcus foster uh maurice watson um you know martin krampo who's internet he was from croatia you know they've all yeah Yeah. they're all overseas and and have been playing over there for years yeah that's uh, that's just it. So anyway, that's where my. It, it, but it's my understanding, though, if you went to Japan and paid Kase there, you're not violating the visa, which I think is the issue. So right. we got to get one of these collectives to fly out to Japan this summer, right? And then with a big, big bag of cash, right, or yen, mm-hmm. and uh, and just give it to him directly then, and and then we'll be fine. That's all we need, I think. I mean, they get, listen, they're out there spending on these football players. They've got to be able to do that to be able to get a flight to Japan and get, uh, you know, Davison can roll out of the plane and hand it to him directly. That I'd appreciate that this summer. Let's let's at least make an effort at that. It'd be good. I'm probably going to kill this, um, so I apologize to our uh, our Japanese listeners. 1890 Corey Tuibu. That's that's that would be the 1890 collective in Japanese. I want if, to, I'm, pro- if I'm pronouncing it right. I or, want to surprise Casey with in saying uh, at the Michigan State game, the whole crowd chanting one more year in Japanese. Okay, that's uh, my plan man, is to see. get all of PBA. No, we year. we had Google Translate play it for us yesterday, and it yeah, was it, it went about. As I well don't as trust that. Think. I want somebody it. Uh, with our luck, it'll mistranslate or something. It won't quite be right. And one more be like we want one more year, and it'll, it'll say be, go home. It'll say yeah. It'll sound like uh, one more steer or something. What you mean? Okay, so mo ichi nen. Wait, wait, say that again, John. Mo ichi nen. Mo ichi nen. Yeah, okay. I mean mo ichi nen. Mo ichi nen. Yeah, yeah. Mo that's right. I just hit the play button. 
You couldn't hear it, but it's in my headphones. Okay. Mo Ichi Nen. Got it. Got it. Mo uh, Ichi Nen. <laughs> uh, I'll take a screenshot. I'll send it okay, to you. Okay, sounds good. And that's the, that's the direct, literal translation of one more year. Okay, yeah, you, then, we did the same. Can ask, someone can ask. McMaster just did the same thing. He got the same thing. Mo Ichi, Mo Nen. Ichi Nen. All right. Mo Ichi Nen. Mo Ichi Nen. Get That's the pretty whole, easy. It's pretty easy yeah, it's to easy say. easy to remember. Get the whole crowd, whole crowd chanting that, hopefully in the second half. That'd be amazing. Mo Ichi It comes Nen. in that nice, Mo you know, multisyllabic cadence. Yep. Yeah, it works Mo out great. Mo Ichi Nen. Yes. Mo Ichi Nen. It works. Uh, uh, uh. All right. It works. Someone, and, someone who's fluent in the language is probably their also, f- fist is in the air right now, listening. Yeah, to right, this. exactly. Also, it gives you the like the visual, the letters to do it. And I was going to say people could make sign, but those things are really hard to draw. <laughs> they are right. You're not. You're not. You're not going with a magic marker in there and probably making something that's readable. I'm afraid. With right. No yeah. No. You're. It. You're definitely. <laughs> probably not. It'll, it'll look like gibberish. Or or you accidentally curl the symbol right. in one wrong direction it may be like an insult to your mother completely changes everything <laughs> yeah you got to be you got to be extra careful extra careful i mean that may have been what happened to start world war ii is just someone just there's a little bit oh no no man oh you just insulted somebody not a good idea uh switching yeah, gear switching Maybe gears a little bit uh for those who didn't see matt rule posted a tweet last night you might have been getting ready for the game when this happened posted a tweet of himself uh watching film of uh, I don't know what year or what game it was, but sometime in the 90s Huskers, Tommy Frazier was in there about to run a play, and, and I think uh, your former colleague Damon Benning was in the backfield on the play, and he tweets it out, and I just I retweeted and I just said, red meat. Is, is, is there any, I mean, it makes a great tweet. Uh, are you, uh, what do you think of Matt Rule checking out the film of the 90s Huskers? You know, it's, it's I'd be curious to know, um, what what his purpose is in doing this i'm sure it's probably multi-layered right um we've already established that this coaching staff is is trying really hard to ingratiate itself to the fan base and the state by getting around the state by meeting the people all that we've established that so there's probably a little bit of you know trying to learn a little bit about the history damon's obviously doing the games now on the radio so you know, Matt maybe yep. trying to get a little familiar with with uh, with DB and what he did as a player. Um, but then a lot of coaches, you know, Bill Belichick's famous for this. He loves diving into old film and watching, you know, older games because a lot of times you can get some great ideas of things that, you know, used to be commonplace, you know, in the game, technic from a from an X's and O standpoint. And and adopt him. I mean, really, everything that is today in college football is just an evolution of what happened before. Yeah. yeah. But there are sometimes there are plays that get you know lost to history, or you know little little tweaks, blocking schemes, things like that. So I'm guessing it's probably multi layered. You know why he's doing that. Yeah. Um. And and you know maybe he's already you know finished up his uh, his viewing of uh, secession. So. Um, succession. succession. That's a different succession. show. That's a very that's, different that's, show. That's actually a very different show. Succession. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he's like, well, I've, I've I've watched this three times over, so maybe I'll watch some old Husker film. You know, yeah. I guess in in all honesty, I was sort of poking fun at it. But to be honest, we've given a lot of new coaches at Nebraska guff for 
not having a lot of interest or accuracy about the past and the tradition here. And so he's at least putting it, he's putting in work at multiple levels to familiarize with it. And that's probably part of what that is. So yeah, kudos, yeah. kudos on that. Kudos on yeah. that. Definitely. I'd be yeah. Ki- I mean, when you're a football nerd and most coaches are, you know, you, you, you just like to, we like to go down our little rabbit holes and they like to go down their rabbit holes. Yeah. So, now here's uh, the one potential problem. If he was watching 94 games to make the case that Penn state should have been the national champions. <laughs> If he was doing that, I'm going to be very mad. Well, Caleb, why don't you turn your uh, your Husker Twitter trolls over to Matt Rule and just continue to tweet gifts of the 1982 finish? That'd be good. Uh, just to remind to... him that 1994 was payback for 1982. Yes, yeah, true. we we can we can bring out the retro memes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you think if you think Husker trolls are good today, imagine if there would have been oh, Twitter God. in 1982. They would have been oh. how insufferable would I mean how is it, I mean you've seen it just when the basketball team has had a smidgen of success can you imagine oh, the football man. team having the maybe the best success anyone's ever had I would be yeah. insufferable everyone would be I, insufferable I had, I had someone yeah. yesterday reach out and tell me can you imagine what any of this would look like if the team were legitimately like good if there was an actual say for the basketball team a realistic chance at a just a tournament bid. Yes. Let let alone anything happen. Yeah. Well, even back to Nebraska, it's crazy, John, because you but talk that about run? Those, you talk about those years. Like I didn't ever have any interaction really with fans of other teams for the most part. Uh, yeah, well, uh, very uh, free, uh, unless you went like, to the game with I, them. I literally, I literally never got to talk trash to anyone about that. As a, I feel like I missed out. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It'd be every day for year after year after year doing that. And I got to do none of it at that point. Man, all the missed opportunities to remind Kansas State that they haven't beaten Nebraska since 1968. I would have been so bad. Oh, my gosh. All those opportunities to remind Kansas that once upon a time there was actually a final score of 70 to 2. The only only joke, I just joked with my friends about that. I didn't ever stick it in anyone's face. What a missed opportunity. Sad. I just I just want to let you know, Caleb, I, I informed you on Twitter, but on this phone tweets the greatest trolls in college sports has not been trademarked. <laughs> we gotta Do figure out what you will. T shirts, fi- hats, signs. Gotta figure out which phone exactly to put that on. <laughs> yeah. On this phone tweets you the can greatest make it a case. trolls in college sports. You get a case, a phone case. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- there you go. Yeah. Phone? Yep. Perfect. Make sure it's got a little kickstand like my phone does. Just helping us kickstand. print money here. Yep. <laughs> hey, Jack and I were the ones that came up for, remember when they did Coke 55, or was it Coke C2? Yeah. We came up with that before it came out. We did. It was our idea. <laughs> and then we were so mad when it came out because it was like, we literally came out the with billionaires at Coke listened to our show and just stole it right from under us before we could get to the intellectual property rights. <laughs> yep. All right, John, have a good show today. We'll be listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. All right. See you guys. Here goes, John Bishop. Day 56, we'll take a break and wrap up the show after this on KLIN. Malcolm Byron. Thank you very much, Malcolm. Coming up tomorrow, Ticket Thursday. We've got tickets to get in the arena for Nebraska and Minnesota. Uh, we've also still got concert tickets, right, for Journey and Toto, if you would like to see them. Why'd you, why'd you say?
Uh, I said it so weird because that's how I always say it. Okay. So I did that. So, and it's going to be generation collaboration. We've got a few more weeks left of that. And maybe the X generation, maybe the boomers are going to take a commanding lead in finally stealing a title from the millennials. So be listening for that at 710 plus. Voice the Big Red, Greg Sharp, Grow Lincoln, and a whole lot more. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.